You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Okay, let me start by saying it's episode 400. And as a special treat do, 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 do. for our 400th episode of the show. No one showed up. It's just Bree and me. Bree I and mean, I. we might have a guest. We, we should have a guest. I think we should guest have a guest. Come. But uh, where it is, Bree and I, I promise the show's not dying. Bree and me. Um, I said it the way I wanted to. I promise the show's not dying. Um, Jeremy and neither is, is Jeremy. Jeremy is just out again this week. He might be back next week. It'll depend on how he feels. Um, you know, like it's not our story to tell. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, we're going to let him talk about it when he comes back. Uh, we'll, we'll go through the whole thing. He's fine. He's doing well. Uh, he's just not ready to be back on the show just yet. Um, he had, uh, a, a procedure. Um, and so we'll kind of leave it at that. I promise the show's not dying. Jeremy feels really bad. He can't be here. Um, but he, he needs the time away for yeah. sure. Yeah. So maybe next week uh, he'll join us. Um, he might not. Don't want to get everyone's hopes up. I know he's everyone's favorite co-host is Jeremy. I thought it was um, me. Well, sometimes I think it's me too. Um, oh, okay. I don't know that it's Julia because she's in and out. <laughs> she was supposed to be here and then she sent us a message like 20 minutes ago. And she's like, I just threw up. I'm not coming. So, um, which, you know. So you get us for the first 30-ish, we did, a, we did okay last week. Yeah, we did. And, and then Julia showed up and with her boyfriend and the guest all at the same time, and it was a... Cluster? It was interesting. And then, like, I, I had even commented, like, I didn't even get to meet Julia's boyfriend because they came and they <laughs> showed up. Excuse me. Holy fuck, that was loud. Um, they came. I turned away. That's, you saw me turn away. I know. You could have hit loud. a button. It's it your was, job. I was too... It would have been too diff. I would have turned off other mics and I just kidding. Ours are the only ones on right now. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I didn't even get to like meet the boyfriend and they were like in and on the show for a minute and then gone. They just disappeared just as soon as she we said were done. they were hungry. So, uh, well, she brought in a sleeve of crackers. I mean, geez, that's, uh, should have been enough. And then she was going to store them in here. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. We have animals. Like, they're just going to yeah, get Yeah, the cats into would them. have knocked that off. And then the dogs would have had a heyday with crackers. Yeah. But even though the dogs aren't allowed in here, Chopper can get in here. He doesn't generally come in here, but he can. Um, Phoebe only can come in here if we let her, which is never. So, um, but anyway, episode 400, we're still alive and well. Um, I want a special thank you to our Patreons. Uh, patreon.com forward slash T-N-U-P. Uh, if you want to support the show, join our Discord. Um, we're looking to bring in... Uh, Bree's fucking with her microphone here. N- can you hear it? Uh, no. But, I can't hear it. But I can turn your microphone off while you do that. Uh, and just keep talking. So hold on. Let me, uh, there, your mic's off now. Do whatever you want. Don't be so dainty. <clears throat> but anyway... Um, so we're going to talk about some stuff this week, um, maybe get into uh, legislative news, because I think that's uh, it's important. The legislative session has started. Um, we, we won't talk about the weather, um, other than to say I'm really disappointed in the amount of rain that we've gotten recently, because I want my snow to stay in my yard. 
But my backyard pretty much doesn't have any snow left in it, and it's just a giant mud pit where I was hoping to let the clover have as much safety, like, underneath the snow layer from the dog as possible, but here we are with the dog and uh, the lack of safety of my clover, and it's just a whole thing, and it's kind of disappointing, really. Um, yeah. What? Oh, I'm turning you on. I was going to say, how do you like doing the show all by yourself when my mic's off? I mean, it's fine, I guess. Uh, I will remind everyone, uh, thanks to Falk Hogan. Um, they do our intro and outro music. They have a lot of shows uh, coming up. Um, you just go out to their website and, and take a look at what they've got. They're always really busy as it gets into this part of the year, especially closer and closer to mid-March with St. Patrick's Day. Um, here, I'll just turn you back off. Because that does not sound good at all when you pull the plug, so... Um, Brie is uh, mid episode fucking with. So we got Brie got a, a new pop filter because we. I, I don't know that our listeners can hear it because um, I do a lot of audio fixing um, to deal with a lot of the pops and stuff. But uh, we've got some new mics between Jeremy and Brie and myself, and uh, Brie is trying out a new pop filter, which. I'm just going to guess, based off of already the futzing with it, that this pop filter will not be the one that we use going no. forward. i got to turn you back on. Hold on. No, it, it, it definitely will not be, but it's, I don't know, I'm trying it. Yeah. We've been, we played with it a bunch before we started, and it's... Uh, I thought it was trying to tip over my microphone, but really it was your cord. Oh, well, you know, maybe don't set your microphone base on my cord and that won't happen. Well... I don't know. Get your cord out of my shit's way. I mean, my cord, it's the, it's the, my, just, I'm going to knock your water over. Move, like, I don't know that that's going to make it. It's my microphone or my headset it's cord. It's totally fine. It, it's fine. Um, yep. So there's that. Um, you want to talk about the legislative session at all? Cause yeah. it's in full swing at this point. So a lot of stuff has happened already, which, not super common at the very beginning of the legislative session to have a bunch of stuff passing. Um, and it's it says one of two things. Either one, it was already deeply in the works and there was some definite need for it, which I'll talk about a case where that happened. The second instance is when they want to jam something in without a lot of public opinion and get it through really fast before constituents can really harp uh, at their legislate legislators. Um, which I think is the case that's with some of this other legislation. So I'll start with the first, which is um, putting stuff into place quickly so that because uh, we've already had one signed into law. Um, and basically it was a bill to extend the deadline or extend the implementation phase for some social media changes that the state's making that they had passed last year um, to um in October of, of this year instead of like in April. And the reasoning for that is we were being sued as a state by um, some some groups because of the laws and whether or not those laws were constitutional. And so by they were seeking an injunction initially, uh, and so the state moved the date of implementation out to October, and they're like, see, it's not even a law, so the lawsuit has no merit. And the judge agreed with them that, you know, the giving more time to figure stuff out uh, before implementing to try and make sure it's constitutional was worth dismissing the case or at least not filing an injunction, not allowing the injunction to go through. Um, and the, the changes that they're trying to make with social media, I don't actually necessarily think these are bad. This is a spot where as a registered Republican in the state of Utah, I agree with the party. <laughs> um, 
So for social media, they are trying to enforce um, parental approval with real ID verification. So I don't know if you guys all remember, but a couple of years ago, you could watch porn freely in this state on the Internet. And now most major porn producers and providers will not allow anyone coming from a Utah-based IP to look at stuff because the state implemented the requirement for real ID verification and most porn sites like the anonymity. Anonymity. I I don't know. I can't fucking talk today. Anonymity. You can say it again. I'm still not. Anonymity. I'm not going to try to say it again. Anonymity. I'm going to mess up legislature and legislator. So that's one uh, issue, as the, and they're trying to make it so underaged kids, like minors, and I, I think they underaged kids are minors. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> like there's certain ages where they're like, okay, they can probably get access to social media. The other big thing is they want, and this I think is the one that's a little bit um, more specific. So they want hour limitations. So if a social media company has an account that is a known minor, even if approved shouldn't be able to access social media during certain hours of the day and night. And part of this is to drive like, you know, kids are addicted to social media and they'll be on it from like 10 o'clock at night till, you know, they should be sleeping the wee hours the wee of, the hours of the morning. Um, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm personally torn um, because I think that's a lifeline for a lot of kids, but I also see the serious problems social media has caused in terms of. I sometimes wonder if it's not social media that's the lifeline, but like access to your phone and, and like your, your friends, your friends, your, your support. So hopefully, you know, even if something like this were to pass or hopefully as parents out there, when you're regulating that, keep in mind that. Um, you know, if, if your kid is being bullied and isn't coming to you, they're more than likely talking to their friends. And if they don't have access to their friends, um, that can also cause some big issues. So, and you know, I, I, I think the state is trying, I, when I say the state, I, I mean, our legislative body, um, I think they're trying to do the right thing here. I don't know if they've got it figured out. I don't think they think they necessarily have it figured out. Well, but they're the, the, also the other problem is they're supposedly this party of like small government, but they're sticking their nose in what your kid can do and what your kid can't do. But I think the reason they're doing it is, you know, unlike the, you know, the famous, you know, your famous porn, opening line porn is a is a public a health, health crisis in the state of utah i mean aside you know all joking aside where you know the backing and the reasoning for that is because they feel like there is a problem with porn addiction and sexual addiction creating issues within yeah, the family but organization. is that really their job to legislate I don't think so in the case of pornography, but that's a whole different subject. I don't, I don't know that it is necessarily in the case I, of when they can have access to their social media. Either. So I, I think what they're, what they're grasping for though is they're seeing numbers that are alarming. Um, and that, and it could be coincidence. Don't get me wrong, but if you look at the track record of, 
you know, young adult and teen suicide rates and when iPhones became popular and social media oh, took I 100% over, agree and, and know and realize yeah. that I just hesitate to continue to make laws about things like that, especially when there are so many other places where rights are being taken away. Um, I feel like it's more beneficial for us to educate parents, educate students, cut down on the bullying, like the actual in-person bullying that I hear about in Utah, not, not just nationally, but like hear about here that that in-person bullying is also ramping up. It's it's not, nobody's doing anything about that. Don't yab it. Yeah. I'm going to yab it because in-person bullying has been a thing for generations. But now it's, it's like, well, we can't, we can't let little Timmy be in trouble for this. But then when little Sarah fights back, like there, there's a, there's an issue there too. And here we are, we're trying to legislate people when they're in their own private homes where, if you were trying to legislate okay, but, an adult, you would be mad about it. But yet when they're at school, there's nothing that's helping that they're putting in place to help kids. Okay. But the two aren't mutually exclusive. You can do both. I, I don't think that they should be doing this. I, I think that we are not good at proper education of students because co- mm-hmm. constantly we'll say, well, the parents need to teach the kids. But we don't educate the parents. And even if we did educate the parents, they're not going to teach the kids. The kids spend a, you know, a third of their freaking You're life right, in school. You're right. But we haven't done anything about sex education. Agre- agreed. But again, the two are not mutually exclusive. I'm not saying that they are. And so. I'm just saying you're making, you're okay with this for some reason. And I, I'm unclear not, why. I'm not entirely okay with it. I get why they're doing it. And I think. To say that they shouldn't be legislating that is, is maybe a mistake, um, in a sense, because it's like saying, well, we shouldn't create child labor laws because parents no, and kids should have their own right to stuff. No, but that's outside of your home. Like you're literally telling them so what they is, can do in their house. So is social media in a sense. It's outside the home. It's not necessarily what they're doing in the house. We don't allow, for instance, we don't allow kids to smoke in their home. That's still illegal to drink alcohol in their home in this country. Right. But we're not making laws that make it impossible to do. So with like you were talking about with the porn situation, like we've made it so that porn carriers, I don't know, producers, carriers, you know, they, they won't accept IP addresses from. The and, state of Utah. And to be clear, like, that's on that's on them, and there's lawsuits that they no, have no, filed. No, no, and to, I and un- I understand this, but. that. But what I'm saying is, yeah, you can tell a parent that it's illegal to let your child drink in your home, but that doesn't mean that there aren't parents giving kids alcohol at home. Sure. And and so, and look, no matter what they put in place, it doesn't mean kids. Look, Facebook has had a 13 year old age limit. For God knows how long. I think probably basically since its inception. It doesn't stop kids from saying they're over 13 and starting an account. It doesn't, you know, sometimes like what Jeremy did to our Twitter account <laughs> and made us three years old. So back when we were, if you guys don't know the story, it's great. So when the podcast turned three, um, Jeremy decided, 
Oh, I'm going to update. It would the, be super cute to make our date of birth on Twitter. The first episode of the show. Right. And he but did that it. that made us three. And immediately we got locked out of all of our Twitter because now to Twitter we're three years old. And it took Jessica forever to get us out uh, of Twitter It, it jail. took a while. It took like almost a month to get out of Twitter jail. I think it was even more than that. So, but, but, you know, there are things like that in place and that stuff's, people are able to get around that stuff if they want. Now, again, I don't know that this is the answer and I don't think any state has figured out the answer because there is a, there is a, there is a real battle between doing what's right to protect kids because there is responsibility there, I think, on the government to step in and figure out a way to help protect kids because parents don't always do it. But let's let's be real about what we're talking about, too. The law isn't don't give your kids alcohol at home. The law is you're not allowed to drink when you're under 21. And if you provide alcohol to a minor, that is also illegal. Right, but it doesn't matter whether it's a parent or some 20 year old kid in their apartment who has a party overflow and ends up providing liquor to minors. The, the law isn't don't give your kid liquor at home. The law is if you're under 21, you're not allowed to drink. And if you are aiding an, a minor in drinking, then you are at fault. So, a law that is in particular with like hours and stuff that target when a child is at home kind of reeks of over the government overstepping their bounds. Now, like I almost could see, you know, during school hours, Certain social media things are well, shut down. A lot of schools tell kids they can't have their phones out or can't have their phones. Well, at and all they even school. have like like blocking stuff that makes the internet like super duper crappy. So I look, I I don't know if it's the right answer. I think there's a lot of problems with it, and I do think there is there is a a firm f- battle in terms of you know it, it's not even so much like parental rights as it is I think the the battle of freedom of speech. Versus these social media companies, which when you talk to the social media companies, they're not free speech platforms. No. They have they have a lot of rules and regulations. Now, they don't necessarily enforce them all, but they certainly have the right to boot anyone off their platform at any time. The other thing is, is I hesitate with age. Like I can I can see a justification with alcohol, you know, brain development, blah, 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 blah. Use your science. But when you're talking about something like social media, you could have a very, very mature 12 year old that knows how to properly use social media, knows when to report, is very responsible. And you could have a really, really immature 17 year old that shouldn't be allowed. So I guess the other thing that kind of bothers me is there's a reason that we have like alcohol age limits and things like that, that you could maybe have some scientific backup, but age is not as exact. Ages is very different, even not just between it, yeah, our when daughters. It comes to, when it comes to maturity level, I, I will give you that. It also has a lot to do with upbringing in a lot of cases. Like, you know, is that kid actually in a you know scenario where they're able to mature properly and they're able to have... Or like, even if they're not a mature kid, do they have just a normally responsible parent that's like, hey, you're 10. 
if you can't handle your phone in there to listen to music while you sleep or your phone in there to use an alarm while you sleep, then you don't get your phone in there and I will be your alarm well, clock. And, and then you have, you know, a parent that is absent and doesn't pay attention mm-hmm. and it's not going to matter anyway. So again, I, I understand a hundred percent why Utah is trying to do something. I don't know if it's the right move. I don't know if it's even a constitutional, constitutionally I, I disagree with this uh, realistic move. Law. But I, they're trying to do something. And I think in the absence of some sort of national legislation in terms of regulation of social media companies, which is coming, if you don't think that's coming, you're kidding yourself. It has happened, you know, all throughout history of this country. When stuff gets to this point, it becomes big enough that the government has to step in and regulate it. Power companies are regulated because they were able to do whatever the hell they wanted. Same thing with railroads and a bunch of other stuff. Because at some point, companies become such a big piece of life in this country that, like, you can't go without social media and be a functional human in the society. Like, we're getting to that point where everyone has some sort of connection to social media. It's very rare to see that they don't, right? Whether it's just Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok, like it's really hard to find someone. Just ask around. Everyone uses this stuff, you know, in one platform or another, and it's really hard to get away from it. And so, there will be at some point some kind of federal regulation regarding them. I think Utah is just trying to be proactive. Again, I'm not saying I agree with what they're trying to do here, but I understand the reasoning. I understand the why. What I don't understand the why of is the other shit that they're trying to ram through right now. So I'm going to give you or a that cu- they've already passed. I'm going to give you a couple of house bills um, that are very, very important to pay attention to. And you should be talking to, not so much your house reps anymore because they both passed the house, but your Senate reps about these bills. So we'll start with HB 261. So HB 261 um, has already passed uh, the house um, and it is basically legislation to limit um, the use of DEI or diversity, equity and inclusion at universities and colleges, public universities and colleges. And so, this is along the same lines of the like anti wokeism that is existing in the country. Now, diversity, equity, and inclusion is the, the phrase that has been wrapped around what is basically, you know, for lack of a better term, it's equality. It's, it's providing resources to make sure that students feel safe and equal with other students. Now, the, the counterpoint to that and the argument that the, the Republican legislative body in this state and even the governor have said is that actually promotes the opposite of inclusion. Because DEI is starting to develop curriculum that says, hey, you know, I, 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 again, I'm just giving you the counterpoint of this, um, but they're saying, hey, they're developing curriculum that basically tells people that they're they're racist at birth because they're white um, or, you know, it's taking opportunities away from other people and giving them to less qualified people of other backgrounds. Um, similar to how affirmative action, you know, eventually has been basically kind of removed from uh, a lot of American life. I think this is very much a, from, from my perspective, this is very much a move of the times for the legislative body and for Republicans. And it is like this big giant bullshit talking point that has gone on for the last four or so years amongst 
basically oh, the GOP 100%. across the country. I was actually talking to someone at work about this and I didn't realize that, that I was talking to him about this until we kind of started really getting into it. But, um, yeah, he's, he's very concerned about CRT and CRT is being taught. And I'm like, CRT has never been taught in schools. It's not a thing. It's an actual course that's taught in colleges when you're doing certain things like, Oh, I don't know, becoming a lawyer. But CRT isn't thought just because you teach and, and CRT for people that don't know stands for critical race theory. Just because you teach that white people enslaved black people and didn't treat them nicely doesn't mean you are telling a kid that as a white person they're bad. Yeah, that's that. You're just teaching history at that point. Yeah, there's a difference there between what critical race theory is and teaching about actual events. But the the problem that's happening with like the DEI and stuff is there there are people that are trying to make sure that history is being taught what what they believe is correctly which I lean more toward because the fact that anybody ever tries to claim that slaves left slavery with skills to, you know, build their is, is a bunch of bullshit. But when I'm, when I'm out of, I mean, I try not to be in an echo chamber, but clearly like my husband is a little bit more um, conservative than me, but also very liberal. I, I don't, I don't hear this the way that it's presented when people truly believe it, which is what happened with this coworker and I, where he really believed that there were people teaching his kids that being white is bad. Now, I'm not in school now and my kids are out of school, so I can't speak to it directly, but you know, I think that it's okay to treat, to teach history how it was. We just have to be careful to not make it sound like, well, because, you know, a hundred years ago, white people enslaved black people, every single white person is bad. Just like every single black person isn't actually born of a slave. Like they could have immigrated from something else. Like, there's, There's plenty of people that weren't slaves that live in this country that were of African descent and and have a different color of skin. Right. So, you know, and, and the whole when they when they bring up, well, black people sold other black people and stuff. It, it doesn't matter. That that is not the process. That was a really fucking dark time in human history. It, it really was. And 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 they should teach black people sold other black people. I. It, it, the whole thing should be taught. The fact that really significant points of history happen in cities and aren't taught in that city and people find out in their 30s about events that happened right where they lived is insane. And it's a, a lot of it. I don't, I don't want to paint with a hugely broad, broad brush, but a lot of it is what we, what is termed, there's no such thing as blackwashing of history. It's the whitewashing of history. Meaning that the white people that created the books before anybody else of color or of any other kind of descent could participate wrote those history books. And they didn't want to 
sound like they were really, really bad. Just like if you're going to tell a story and you're, you suck, you might try and make it sound like you don't suck quite as bad as you do. So I get it, but we, in order to not continue to repeat the mistakes of history, we have to know history. And I believe that that's actually what's happening in this country now is there are so many people that truly, truly believe that what they were taught is actually what happened when it's not, that our country is now doomed to make those mistakes again and relearn the lesson. So I'm going to bring this back local. Uh, and specifically, the bill doesn't have a lot of a lot of teeth in it, and and a, basically what it boils down to is the term DEI has to go away from colleges and universities. Um, there's not much more that they can enforce. Now, I'm going to tell you this: I would love to see the whole college and university system fucking burned to the ground as it stands today. It has become a giant fucking cesspool of preying upon kids. And if you don't fucking believe that, go talk to anyone that's in college right now. Ask them what or their, anyone that's recently graduated. Ask them what their prospects for a fucking job are, and if the amount of money that they had to borrow to go through college is worth what they're fucking dealing with now. And I can tell you with a hundred percent accuracy, every damn one of them, unless their parents paid through the nose for their entire education and they didn't take a single loan, I guarantee you they're all going to tell you it wasn't worth it. Yeah. And, and there's going to be a few people that have those grants and things like that or whatever. But the problem is, is again, that's not a loan. No education is going back toward elitism back to the days when, you know, only the priests could read and the poor people just had to believe that that's what they said. The problem is, is now higher education is getting to the point where it is so costly that it's going to be unattainable for the everyday folk. The average person walking out with a four-year degree from a public unit, from a public university, keep this in mind, public university, meaning they, are they let everybody in. That, no, not that they let everyone in because they oh. don't let everyone in. Yeah, that, but they true. are funded by federal and state money. And there's a big chunk of what they make that's funded by federal and state money. But some of these universities have more people uh, in administration than they do teaching. And that's fucking crazy. Um, and I could go on a whole long ass rant about it, but part of the concern with DEI in general is there's entire huge departments built around it administratively that have nothing to do with actually educating kids. And I think that's part of where the frustration and the anger comes with DEI. I don't think it's the entire thing. I think there's a lot of, like you said, whitewashing. Um, but I did want to bring it back a little bit to, to Utah and, and specifically how that bill works. So, Definitely contact your representative uh, on that. Were is the guest here? Did you? No, I thought that I saw the the ring go off, but it's a calendar notification. Okay, so one more really really important piece of legislation. Um, This uh, as of I think this morning. um, So right now it's the twenty third of January. um, Got through Senate committee. It's already passed the House. It's HB two fifty seven, which is a, a bill for the regulation of bathrooms for transgender transgender individuals. This is the most. I'm not even going to give you a good side of this because it's fucking stupid, yep. right? The the 
the GOP is arguing that, hey, we need to protect the rights of all citizens, not just transgender. And if we let someone that has a penis into a women's bathroom, someone's going to get raped and women are going to feel uncomfortable. Uh, and so basically in any public establishment, so like they can't regulate private businesses. So that's one thing to keep in mind. You cannot regulate a private business in this regard. And keep in mind, people, just because you can walk into Subway, it's a private business or... But- the grocery store or whatever, a, private business. But a public building like the library, the colleges and universities, schools, the this piece of legislation makes it um, against the law for a non-sex gendered, like when they were at birth, their birth sex gendered individual to go into a bathroom that is not designated for them. Do you, do you think it's going to be more uncomfortable for um, a woman to have a transgendered woman come into the bathroom who may still have their penis or a transgendered or a, man? Or a transgendered man. Yeah. Cause uh, I've seen transgendered men that look like you. Yeah. Well, and, now, and- I personally am for just having a bathroom stall that is a room and just having a bathroom because I really don't care. Okay. So the other piece of this is if they've already had gender affirming, um, surgery, transitional surgery, then they can use the new bathroom if they've gone through the process, which by the way, is not a significant number of transgender people. It's very expensive. It's very dangerous surgery. Not a lot of people get it, uh, but that doesn't mean they're not identifying as something else. Now, there's how, also how are they monitoring this? Yeah, well, exactly. So there's again, this comes back to how do they enforce it? How do they monitor it? How do they ensure that, you know, the person isn't going into the wrong bathroom? There is a provision that you can have gender neutral bathrooms, which, by the way, in a lot of places I've been going lately, like most every card shop I've ever been to in the last several years, most, uh, most hospitals, most, um, just, I mean, really like tons of businesses now. When we were in Houston that we, their, just, their bathroom, yeah. even the, the, the fucking gun ranges we've been to mm, are, yeah. are, most of them have gender non-specific bathrooms, which means you go in. You lock the door. There's one toilet. There might even be a urinal and a regular toilet there, but it doesn't fucking matter. You can use that bathroom no matter who you are. There's some exceptions, obviously, when you have like, you know, at a stadium and you've got like fucking, you know, a dude's bathroom versus a chick's bathroom. There's, you know, the guy's bathroom has like 400 urinals and three stalls and the women's bathroom has like 20 stalls and like 5 million people. I'm curious. How does this affect like moms that take their little boys into the bathroom with them? Uh, that's still on, that's, that's, that doesn't change. I mean, I'm more uncomfortable around the little boys that crawl around on the floor and pop their heads under I'm the freaking stall. I'm just uncomfortable that they're crawling around on the floor in public bathrooms because that's fucking disgusting. Yeah, well, they're not my kid, but, <laughs> but you probably haven't had this happen because you don't have to go into a stall every single time you use the restroom, but moms take their kids in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then the kids are crawling around and they poke their heads up in your stall and you're sitting there with your pants down and... Yeah, no, when dads take kids into the bathroom, they don't even usually go in the stall with them. They send them in or they're standing in the stall with them. And then the kid stays in the stall with the parent, like if in a dad's bathroom situation. But that's a, you know. Well, yeah, because the thing is, is the mom is going to the bathroom and they have to take their kid in with them because they can't leave them outside. So I, I think this legislation is fucking awful. Yep. Um, I make no qualms about it. I think this is. Absolutely unnecessary. I don't think there's a problem here. I think we're creating legislation for a problem that doesn't exist. And I think it's fucking terrible. It is some of the, the worst 
hateful legislation when it comes to transgender folks that there are. And it's super, super isolating and homophobic and it's just terrible. And there's not a lot of fucking people that actually are complaining about this happening. Most of the time, people have no idea they have a transgender person in the bathroom with them. There's just no way to know. Hand me your paper. Why? Because I want it. What are you doing? Don't write on your own damn paper. So anyway, the, the session is in full swing. The last two bills I just told you about, HB 261 and 257, have basically just been rammed through the legislature uh, super fast. They both passed the House. They're onto the Senate. Like I said, 257 just, just got through Senate committee, I think. Um, maybe the other one has. Reach out to your representatives. The, the news stories surrounding these have all said that they're taking longer than expected because of the amount of public outcry. There have been protests up on Capitol Hill for these. Um, and seriously, this is the kind of stuff that, you know, you may have, you may live in a Republican district with a very, you know, GOP centric person, but like even on, I think on the transgender bill, um, <clears throat> Weiler even voted against it, which says a lot. Cause that dude's, fucking crazy conservative uh and he was he was convinced by his constituents to vote against it and i i think uh, i i think i'm remembering that correctly from something i read this morning but my point is like this is the kind of stuff that phone calls man i should not pop into the mic like that phone calls make a huge difference don't just email them. Call their office. They all have it available. Go to le.utah.gov. You can get on the legislative website. You go look up your rep by district. You can even look it up by your address, and it will tell you who your representatives are, both in the House and the Senate, and call their office. They all have office lines. Some of them have their damn cell phones available. Call them. If you don't get someone on the phone, leave them a message and continue to call them until they have a conversation with you. They have office hours designated for this. Several of them have staff for this. But be respectful. Yeah, don't don't be an asshole. Don't call we're, and call. We're not swearing. We're not yelling. We're we're calling. We're being a positive force for change. Provide provide stories. Facts. Stories that back up your case from people you know, from businesses in your neighborhood, from, from your own experience. If you've had, you know, like I have stories of being in Houston and being in the restroom and not even really realizing that it's just a gender neutral bathroom and feeling honestly more comfortable in that bathroom than I do in some of the ladies restrooms that I go into. So if you have a story, if you have a family member, if you're a transgendered person, but do it, it doesn't matter whether they're respectful or not. You stay respectful. Don't give them ammunition that they're getting calls from people that are rude and and disrespectful and, toward them. And I will tell you, even the worst reps, the ones I despise the most, they're very respectful on the phone and in conversation. All right. Our guest did show up this week, which yeah. is great. Because it was just going to be the two of us the whole rest of the time if she didn't. So, Well, I mean, I think we had some interesting discussions um, for sure. So, Yeah, uh, but I was kind of over us. Yeah, I, I bet the listeners are too. So... <laughs> 
now you get to hear from our guests. So Kira Brown uh, is with us this this week. Uh, she is from Craft Less Waste, which is not the original name that we were given back in the day. I think it was Shop, Shop Less, Less Waste, Waste when we first started talking to you, but you've plant you're playing around with that. And we'll, we'll get into some of that. Um, she comes to us through Julia, um, right? Uh, yep. You're one of her associates. Is that what yeah, said? I work okay. at the Pleiadian okay. altar. So uh, more of Julia's people here on the show. But um, Julia's not here. Yeah, she got Jeez. sick. She's like, I don't really want to be there with, with Kira. <laughs> no, she was like 20. Well, I guess it's been more than that. It's probably been an hour now. She's like, yep, I'm on my way. And then like right after that, she was like, eh, never mind. mind. I threw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that's okay. That's okay. We're we're nice people. You can talk to us. Um, so for, first question I have for you, Kira, is um, what's your birthday, month and you day? Yeah, you don't have to do the year. It is September 12th. Ooh, so like maybe Christmas baby? Somewhere He's in there. He's talking about like, when your parents conceived you. Yeah, yeah she, Christmas, I think she picked up on it. Yeah, somewhere in there, you know. September so. would put you right in the middle of December, so maybe like you know, mid-December. You know what your parents were doing around that time? Do they have an anniversary or anything? No, I've, I've never known my parents when they were together, so... Oh, uh, well. Don't I know, know what they were about that. so now you know what they were doing around that time. So now like <laughs> between between Thanksgiving and Christmas you can celebrate your conception moving forward. That's exciting. Is Another this, holiday for the season. Yeah, there is you this go. the first time you've thought about that? Um yeah, I guess so. Wouldn't it be great if like astrological signs were based on like when you were conceived and not when you were born? Why is it when you're born and not any other time? I don't it, know if that it's all fake science. Makes sense. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Our daughter was over yesterday and she, she's like really into astrology. She's not like, like dedicated to it, but she's like super into like mm-hmm. where so her like moon is. Her, and and she's that. like, well, there's also like the rising and the sun And the house. And I'm like, what the f-? I'm, He I'm, doesn't yeah. get it. He's just an old man. Yeah. I'm just a crazy old man. <laughs> I, mean, I remember back in the day when the internet first came around. So that's how old I am in the late 1900s. And wow. to be fair, my daughter is older than Google. That's true. Wow. That is true. She, she is born older in 1998. Than oh, me so, too. See, late 1900s. That um, makes me older than Google. So, yep. Yeah, you're not oh as old gosh. as the internet, though. So back in the day <laughs> when the internet was created, um, back in the 1900s, um, so, so this is around the time that like it became much more. It, it became much less like research and school. Like originally, it was military stuff through DARPA, and then I'm gonna give everyone a history lesson real quick. And then, he it, likes to do that. and then it okay. transitioned, and like a lot of the universities and schools and stuff like that started picking up on it. Um, and then eventually, it got to a point where like it becomes commercial, and you have like in the mid to late '90s, you have the dot com bubble, like the dot com like explosion where. Everything gets created. Google is created. Um, you know, Google even came later than that, but you had like Hotmail and you had Rocketmail and you had Yahoo and Tri-Cities and GeoCities and AOL. One of the things that was popular back then were there were websites that did horoscopes, like daily horoscopes. And I know they still exist now. But um, they were, they were designed more like a newspaper. Uh-huh. So it was kind of weird. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know why I went down that tangent, but back I then I it. used to look at my horoscope. It was because it was one of the only things you could really do. You got that. And like occasionally like uh, internet cartoons were later. I guess those were like, uh, like in 2000 ish time frame where you had like, like Penny Arcade became really big. And, um, uh, what's the other one? The email, email, what, what the email, uh, um, strong bad, strong bad. I don't know. You, you are not, you have no one that is on here that can 
Jeremy's not here. Our I'm listeners, sorry. our listeners know these things. I think some they get it. Some someone gets it. I'm older than him, but I don't get it. So, uh, where were you born? I was born here. I was here. born in Salt Lake. Yeah, I think in the hospital that's in the avenues. Okay, LDS, LDS hospital. hospital. Probably sounds about right. Back in that day. Well, Salt Lake Regional's up there too. Yeah, but the LDS hospital is actually in the avenues. It is Regional's true. not really in no, the avenues. It's kind it's of on the downtown. outskirts. Yeah. So, uh, which is, they're both still there, but no one goes to LDS anymore for anything. Really. Well, they, they, I mean, they do, but more specialized. Um, so did you grow up then in the Salt Lake area? Um, I grew up between Oregon and here. Oh, okay. So my mom moved to Oregon and I grew up like on the coast in a really tiny rural town and went back and forth between her and my dad here. And was he in Salt Lake? Yeah. Yeah. So did you like switch off? So my brother's got this weird situation with one of his kids where like literally every other year they're with one parent versus the other. Which I think is horrible for the kid. I'm guessing that was not what you had to deal with. No, it was more like I was with my mom every like first school. Mm -hmm. I lived there most of the time and then I was here for holidays and like all summer. And then I had this other weird thing. So my mom or I guess she wasn't married to my dad, but she married. And so my, like, I call him my dad too, but he's my sister's dad. Mm -hmm. And so they got divorced when I was in like middle school, I think. So I would also go to his house on the weekends and he lived in a different town (laughs) in Oregon. So there was a lot of driving and going back and forth between three different parents. That's wild to go to like, like stepdad who really has no obligation or relation to you other than like he raised you for a long time. I'm kind of like your brother's. So when he brings his son back every once in a while, his son's sister who is related to him, but not his dad comes. Yeah. She just comes over just to Just comes house. to spend time and be That's away. Sweet. I mean, yeah. he's got, so Dominic is my nephew that is the kid here with a different mom and, um, his mom's got like six kids from six different dudes. So, uh, any excuse to get rid of two of them for a period of time is probably not bad for her, I would think. So yeah. Yeah. she's mm-hmm. not a, she's not a stand up person from what I can gather. So no, yeah. Um, and so, if, if she ever hears this, you're not a stand up person. Yeah. I don't even know your let, name, just, but just let his dad have him. Yeah. Just he's better just there. Give it up. He let, does better there. Let Daniel have full custody. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Family drama, <laughs> yeah. parental yeah. disputes. Yep, yep. That's are so wild fun. though. That's, that's kind of crazy that you would then go to, I mean, essentially I mean, if he was your, your dad for that long. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think I met him when I was two. I don't remember this, but yeah, I okay. believe I was two. And so I've called him dad my whole life. Yeah, well, and so. you have a sibling in common. So mm-hmm. that's not like when I step into the girls' lives at like, you know, 12 or whatever. And they're like, Oh, your name's Chris, not dad. Yeah. Never called my me dad. Cause I'm not. He's my dad. second husband, but my girls were 10 and 12. I'm the bonus dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you had a bonus dad too. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. So. I have another bonus dad now too. What? Wow. My mom's remarried again. Hasn't, has a baby. Oh. I have a five year old sister too. Holy balls. That's yeah, there's not a lot. Cr- so that, that lines up with Julia's sister's um, really? husband. I don't know if she's ever talked about Maya. So my, Julia's sister, so one of Jeremy's other daughters, Maya, the, the second kid in the household of the Gates. Um, so she got married to a guy, Tucker and Tucker, Similar Tucker's story. brothers and sisters are his so, are Maya's parents' age. So, so, so Julia's parents. Tucker's okay. Tucker's dad and mom got married late in life. Like they, I don't remember if like I think they 
Their were, spouses passed away. Yeah, I were don't they both like widowers or something? I think so. Um, and, and like, so Tucker has brothers, uh, that are much, much older, like 18 to 20 years older, but they got together and they're like, oh, we want to have a kid. Like, okay. So they had this kid when they were like 40 something. And like, you know, now they're both retired and like, you know. No, just one. The mom still works. Oh, the like, dad is retired. They're old. They're, they're, they're old. <laughs> Like, but yeah, like, literally, like, I think his brothers and sisters are only like five years younger than, than Jeremy, than his, wow. than Julia's and Maya's parents. Yeah. So it's so a similar situation. Kind of, yeah. kind of interesting. That doesn't happen a lot though. So no. do you call the, do you call the next bonus dad, dad as well? I call him Oscar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that seems more reasonable. I'm yeah. Knowing him much later in life. Yeah. My mom's husband's name is Steve. My mom has had husbands that I never met. My my mom's husband <laughs> so. name is asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Just a Marie, it's fine. <laughs> it's Roy, but yeah, <laughs> uh, asshole Roy asshole is the same name. Such basically. a unique name. I, I love that asshole Roy. Yeah, Just pop pop. Just call him daddy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, so okay, so tell us a little bit uh, about uh, craftless waste and. Um, you know, you, how, how that came about. Well, I, I'm also curious, how do you end up in Utah permanently? Like, cause your mom's still in Oregon. Or are right? you permanently? I am here. I've been here for like the past three years. So I don't know. I went, I went back and forth up until, um, college and then I moved to Tucson and went to college there for a year, lived there for two, three-ish years. And then I moved here permanently in 2020. Fuck. So you're, 25. How did you you stay in Tucson for that long? It was, it was awful. Like I don't, well, I I like the city. I like how cheap it is to live there, but it's miserably hot. It's cheap to live there for a reason. That fucking city sucks. It is. Okay, so for those of Plus you that it's don't, spelled really weird. For those, Toxin. Of, for, for those of you that don't understand, so like Phoenix, everyone knows Phoenix, Arizona, in the middle of a big ass fucking desert. Tucson, in the middle of the same fucking desert, a lot fewer people, and like nothing to do there. And it's like, I mean, it's a mid-sized city, right? There's a couple hundred thousand people in Tucson, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look it up now. So you just you went there for school. Mm-hmm. So what did you study? Okay. Half a mil- fuck half a million people in Tucson, so it's a really? it's a big city, it's a college town. But that it is sense. it is a shitty city. It's bigger than it Salt is. Lake City. But the thing about Tucson is, it's just Tucson. There's nothing else. It's just Tucson, and there's mm-hmm. and it's down close to the Mexican. They're starting border. to say it so many times that it's not sounding like a it's real Tucson. word anymore. It's fake. Yeah, it's it's real close to the Mexican border, but there's literally nothing is that where your else phone there. No, different part of the Mexican border. Okay. Mine was close to Tijuana, much more questionable part of the border than the guy. He left his phone in the Uber cab. I guess it was a cab. It was a proper cab, I think. Yeah. And we watched it on the app drive to the border, and he brought it back. Yeah, oh the cab gosh. driver was awesome, but uh, yeah, my phone took a trip so, to Tijuana. Yeah. His, wow, phone to, his phone went to the border, but not us. Nice. So, so you stayed in Tucson for like three years. Well, mm-hmm. she was going to school there, and I asked her, so what were you going to school oh, for? Oh, I, I went to school the first year that I was going. I went for astrophysics. Oh, wow. That's cool. It was very hard, and it kicked my butt. Um, I went from like an A-plus student in high school to like getting a reality check. In college, so I was like, oh, shit, I don't know about this. I think most kids do that when they get to college. Like, high school is not a, not a good comparison to an actual no. university, right? No, like, absolutely not. Which is really unfortunate. They should really prepare kids 
better. I agree. Like, what's the point? Uh, they're just trying to get them out of the school, man. True. That's a... Uh, it's a, That's one thing I can say about the girls' education is I feel like they were just a little bit more prepared for actual. Well, they were a life. lot more prepared because they went to private school. Yeah, it's a it's a big difference yeah. um, in what they prepare kids for. Um, so anyway, so you're so, yeah. studying astrophysics. <laughs> that didn't work out. So I changed my major to environmental science, and then COVID hit, and then my. Um, attendance lapsed, so my financial aid lapsed, and so I had to drop out. That happens. Yeah, and so then you came back. Yes, and then I came back, like, a, I stayed there for another year, I think, after that, and then came back home. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing that happens with college, for sure. It's hard to... And I, I, that's a whole nother... We were talking, we were just talking about the university system. I fucking hate it. I yeah. think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's atrocious in this country, uh, no matter where you're at. Um, but I think my daughter's probably just old enough than you because she graduated. She graduated during COVID, but like right at the end of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. So, um, uh, but like the the biology. Thing, the thing about COVID that I think really opened people's eyes was like all the campuses in the country went full remote for like a year, mm-hmm. and you're still paying the same fucking exorbitant amount of money to go to school. For online. teachers that don't pay attention. And it's like, mm-hmm. if I can do this online, why the fuck am I paying so much to, to do this? Like, and I think I that's... I get labs. I get certain things, but... Yeah. And so I think that opened a lot of people's eyes, too, to like the value of what they were getting was just not there. Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck are we continuing down this path? So... Definitely. Um, I don't blame you at all for... Yeah. No judgment here. <laughs> yeah. I have no, no regrets. I, I went to school for a year and dropped out. So I, I'm, I know the feeling. Yeah. Um, and he didn't have COVID as an excuse. No. No. I had uh, the end of the 1900s <laughs> as an excuse. That's okay. He's younger than me, so while I was having babies, he was dropping out of college. Um, so yeah, so, okay, so you, you get, you decide to come back to Salt Lake, I assume, because your dad's here and you have some sort of support system Mm -hmm. here. Yeah, my husband's family is here too, so that was a part of it as well. Did you, did you meet him here? I met him here, um, when I was in high school. Okay. We met here, we did long distance for, I think, Four years. Wow. Oh, wow. So this is a, this isn't a, I met him and then I came back and met him again. No, no. Oh, that's awesome. We've been together since I was 16 and he was 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so. you're still together now? Mm-hmm. Okay. She just said husband. Well, yeah, we're yeah, married. But maybe, Not ex-husband. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't know. You don't maybe. pay attention. So how long have you been married? A year and some change. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you've been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you guys really played that out that's we've been married for two years and some change but we've been together for a really long time but we're old yeah we've been together for 14 years coming up on 14 Uh, that's sweet been married for two of those so (laughs) i got five more years to get out that's seven years. He's wondering if there's coming. another seven year itch in there somewhere. Yeah, I surpassed the first one and then asked her to marry me. So I'm wondering if there's a second one now yeah. that we're actually married. Hmm. People, people COVID, COVID totally messed us up though. People always said like, Hey, like when you guys get married, it's going to all change. It's going to all be different. Literally nothing changed except nothing. for that. I was really, not really excited. I really liked my, my, not my maiden name, my former married name, but I was excited to like not have that anymore. Hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, having your ex. I used it as a good awesome. excuse to change my name. Yeah, nice. 
So you uh, you guys are together. You get married here last year, but what? So you you came back here because your husband's family's here. I presume your husband's here as well mm-hmm. at the time. No, he lives somewhere else. Well, well I mean, he lived with me in Arizona. Oh, he did for live with you in one of the years that I was okay. there. Yeah. Okay. Was he like a couch monkey, or like did you have like a full on like arrangement to to actually like stay in your room and? <laughs> no, kidding. so I lived in the dorm for like the first year and then we got an apartment together like the second year that I went back. Well, we asked that because our youngest daughter, who is 23, literally someone, one of just her random roommates was letting oh, like, she a had a, criminal she had a sleep legit on her cou- couch. A legit couch Party? monkey in the dorm, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. It, she she did not have great roommate experience. She still is oh. not having great ro- I think this is the longest best roommate she's had. Yeah, part of that's her getting older and like understanding yeah, who to be around. Yeah, but like she's had roommates that have strangled her. What? Yeah, that's a that's a business story for a different day. She's <laughs> oh my god, she's really not good. She's really very trusting. <laughs> so so what are you what are you doing now in Salt Lake? So you've I I'm assuming this isn't the full time gig for you doing no. the, the the craft. I wish. Ways. So, I wish. So what do you what do you do now in Salt Lake? Um, right now I'm working for Julia uh-huh. at the Pleiadian Altar. Um, I'm also working for um Craft Lake City, okay. which is like a local mm-hmm. nonprofit for art yep. and STEM. Things we know like those that. guys. Yeah. Oh, awesome! I I do the workshops for them, and then I just start or am about to start a new position there tomorrow as well. Nice. Yeah, and then in the summers I'm a gardener. That's very fun. Like at, at the community gardens, just your um, own garden. It's, I don't know how to describe it very well. It's like a, a company where I go like to people's houses or businesses mm-hmm. and do gardening and like upkeep things like okay. that. Like what uh, Green Urban Lunchbox does. Um, sure. So Green, Green, Green Urban Lunchbox is a a company here locally that will um, they help people. So if people want a garden but they can't really take care of it really well themselves, or they have like fruit trees or you know other stuff like that, Green Urban Lunchbox will actually come out. They'll trim trees for you. Um, they'll they'll help people garden. You know, and in, and in exchange the for that, they get to take the excess. Oh, and cool. so a lot of times, like our neighbors got an apple tree on their park strip and. They don't fucking take care of it. They could call Green Urban Lunchbox, who would then start to take care of the tree and like collect the apples, and then they they donate all that food to homeless organizations. And they make like uh, uh, they work with Mountain West Cider every year to make a specific cider out of the apples and stuff that they harvest, and then they sell that for money to help fund the organization. So similar thing, but very much wow. a charity organization. That's amazing. I need to Yeah, Green Urban Launchbox is a pretty awesome organization yeah. here locally yeah. for sure. Yeah, we 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 tout their services quite a bit because there are a lot of fruit trees that people plant and don't take care of. Mm-hmm. Who else did we talk to that does that? Uh the the punk rock farmer guy. Oh What's yeah, he does that too. Yeah, but he I don't does remember that his too. Name. Um you uh, have the Google box in front of you. Oh uh, yeah, I could look him up. So Okay, so tell me about uh tell me about uh um Craft less waste. Okay. Um, I keep I s- on seeing crap less waste. Crap less that's waste. Just <laughs> it is crap, kind of. I start with trash. I start with trash and make art out of it. Um, I started doing it when I lived in Tucson, I think maybe like 2020, maybe 2019. Can't remember for sure. And I started, when I started, I called it shop less waste. And I just, my goal was just to make art with less waste in mind like using recycled gifted like thrifted materials things like that and i didn't really have a 
solid direction in where I was going with it. It was just kind of for fun. And I was like, oh, maybe I could make a little side hustle out of my art because I've always done art like my whole life. It's been a big part of my identity. And it's just kind of evolved from there. I'm really trying to get more momentum and more um, like get into markets and exhibits, um, things like that. Oh, I went to talk and then my throat closed. Um, so where do you get this? Like, do you actually like dumpster dive for any of it? No. Well, one time. You yes. can, you can <laughs> say I mean, you it's totally fine. Jer- if Jeremy was here, he and Chris would be like, they dumpster dived all the time. Oh, no. dumpster, dumpster dove. Dive. In fact, I dumpster like d- dumpster dove, dumpster diving. So aside from like the legit dumpster diving I did like throughout most of my childhood, finding like, Oh, a sheet pan. That's still good enough to use. I'll take that home and clean it and use it. Or a couch or, you know, a box of porno or... uh, Why do you say porno? That is so weird. Stop it. Because the magazines are porno mags. porn. No, they're called porno mags. No one says porn magazine. They say porno mag. Because no one uses pornography magazines anymore. Yeah, all the Bob's videos. All the Bob's. The Bob's videos are all shut down now. Uh, no, but legitimately, like, the, you can dumpster dive and find stuff, and it's not always a disgusting thing. Like, I see videos all the time of people going, like, behind Michael's. Now, you got to be careful when you do some of this shit, because some of that stuff is private property, and they'll come after your ass for, like, theft, theft. stealing mm-hmm. out of their dumpsters. But they, you know, after a season, you go out to, like, a Michael's and go out in the back, and a lot of times they'll have, like roll on dumpsters out there like full of shit like full of really good like in the box stuff that they've thrown away because they couldn't sell it and they can't keep the stock and so it just becomes waste and they're able to write that stuff off like i was having this discussion about it with me um because i was like why would they just not donate it and he's like because they can write it off as trash because it's a better write-off as uh as loss as opposed to a donation well if they donate it it's not the same as if it's loss and so it's considered loss when they throw it away because they didn't sell it it's it's a it's a tax game for sure gross Uh, it's it's stupid but there's i mean there's tons of that stuff like brand new shit that you can use Mm -hmm. for all sorts of stuff so no judgment here if you actually don't dumpster dive like just the once, but yeah. I I would more if yeah, I had. Yeah. You should the probably balls start doing do it. it more. Yeah, Honestly, it's scary. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is because you're like it, it is not exactly like socially acceptable to be digging in people's trash. Like it's yeah. a little weird, and some businesses get really pissed. Others don't give a damn. And right? I think it like kind of probably varies from like area to area. Like if a manager cares or not. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think if you went to a Walmart and did that, you'd probably get kicked off the property. Yeah. But a lot of times, like the like Michaels and stuff like that, like you're in Nobody's a paying attention. You're in a strip mall. They don't have cameras out back. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you can go do that stuff all the time. So just you know, something for so our anyway. listeners and <laughs> well, you. I'll start planning on that. Yeah. I'm gonna start taking a monthly trip to Michaels. I'm gonna find out when they dumpster when they dump all this. You yeah. would you would never because there is already too much stuff in this house oh, yeah, I that is not used yeah i'm i'm uh i'm a that big... whole dresser over there oh, has... this, is, this is all craft shit this whole thing Ooh. there's like flowers oh my gosh like... anything that comes on like clothes that's like not supposed to be there like a charm or whatever oh, like keep yeah. those too I love that. I also have a craft dresser. But see, like, that baggie, the, oh, hand me the Christmas baggie that you pulled out. 
So this baggie right here had like these little things in it. Um, I don't know if they're, oh, so it had a bunch bubble. of these in it that are like not cute, but we, it, we don't have it anymore, but we had the ugly sweater trophy this year and there were some missing parts off of it. And I was like, I have ugly Christmas stuff. And I went down and found are ugly you Christmas. Fuck kidding Amazing. me. I had no idea that we had a paper cutter. I, well, why didn't you ask? Well, because I assumed who who has a paper cutter at home. I could actually use this. I was cutting stuff with scissors today, and I still have a bunch left to come. So taking this right now, <laughs> I didn't know that was in there. I would have come and got it. You should always ask. We have a lot of stuff in this cab. This this dresser is full of random craft shit. So I love that. Yeah. So and then there's like paper and. So anyway, so so you uh, you use trash to make art. Yeah, stuff in essentially. there essentially. Well, so like what kinds of stuff are you making? So when you say I use trash to make art, like I'll go to, for instance, we go to the farmer's market and, you know, what, seven or eight years ago, the you know, there's one booth that had like, you know, they'd go to an antique shop and get like spoons and forks and make jewelry oh, out of them. Yeah, I have spoon rings. And then like two years later, there were 15 booths selling the same oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that blew up. So is that like, are you doing stuff like that or kind of explain mm. what your process is? Okay, I do, I dabble in like a lot of different areas. Okay. So I'll just go through a list. Yep. So one of the things that I make is I do these like recycled paper, like notebooks, little notepad things. And I make those out of um, junk mail and like the packaging from like a 12 pack of beer. Like, like that nice. is the like, outside. Um, even the string that I use to like bind it is thrifted or like gifted to me. A lot of the things like my grandma has an amazing collection of craft supplies and she's like, I will never use this. You will. So that's how I get a lot of my things too, is like family members or friends being like, I don't know what to do with this. Make something from it. And I'm like, great. That's my favorite thing to do. That's so, awesome. I like that you actually use it because I collect it and then I don't ever use it. Yeah, I'm going to use this, this paper cutter. It's got compartments in it. At first, I didn't realize it was a paper cutter. I'm like, is this like a craft supply holder? And then I was like, yes, Q-cut. And there's like a whole ass like fucking lever for the paper cut. I'm yes. So, so use it. Cool. How sharp is this? Very sharp. It sounds sharp. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's not that sharp. Let's see if it cuts my paper. Anyway, um, I was going to ask you, had you ever heard of, uh, they're not around anymore. They're officially closing, but Clever Octopus. Oh, I know. Yes, I loved it there. <laughs> it we insured so, them. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, it's kind of sad that they're they're having a shutdown. We actually donated stuff. a bunch of my mom's stuff to it when I finally convinced her to get rid of. I'm like, we have a shelf. We have a, it's a bookshelf, like the top shelf and then like three shelves. I'm like, we're, we'll put your projects in groups, whatever doesn't fit. You're like gonna, you're, you're not, gonna you, you're going to donate because you mm -hmm. have, because my mom is 76. And she does a lot of crafts, but also like she had so much stuff that she couldn't ever find what she needed. And oh. so then she would just go buy new stuff. Buy more. And then and she had like, yeah. then, so like, I don't know, we do donated like two fucking, you know, those giant ass, like storage container like the tubs. Costco ones. Yeah. Yep. We donated two of those full of paints, like my still God. good paints. Because I was she, like, uh, you get to keep what fits on your two on racks. On your, your racks of and paints. And that's, that's when you'll know where your paints are. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I'm brutal. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I, I miss that those guys are, are gone now. I think that they were... Uh, because, yeah, you know, I think they like tried to really... do too much because they were like manufacturing bags and then they were like... 
they started to produce things and uh, I think that was, yeah, yeah. that was so, too much. Yeah. But we had, we actually had them on the show and they were our insureds. I insured oh, them. That's so cool. So I, plus their yeah. name is awesome. Yeah. 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 Clever octopus was a great name. Very cute. So, okay. So you create like notepads and what else? Um, one of the big things that I've been doing lately is watercolor paintings. And I, for those, I haven't been able to figure out how to make my own watercolor paper yet, but I get it made from, um, just a small artist Mm -hmm. and he makes it from recycled paper. So I I outsource for that. And then like, even my watercolor painting is like hand me down. Like my grandma gave me some of my watercolors and then my dad gave me some of his old watercolors because he used to be an art teacher. He was like, I will never use these again. You have them. So I, I try to make like, make sure that every single little detail is as like earth conscience conscious as possible. Oh my God. I can't. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. As earth conscious as possible. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. That's really cool. That's really cool. And so where do you sell your stuff now? Um, The platform I use is called Kofi, and it's basically like a Patreon and a storefront all in one. So I have like a monthly membership, and I sell all my art on there, and I'm trying to sell more at markets this year. I started doing that last year, and that's one of my big goals this year is to do at least one a month or preferably more. And how much, I mean, how much are you producing? So I'm assuming that like, so a lot of times when you go to markets, you'll see people that produce like really nice pieces of art, but then they do a bunch of prints of that art. Mm. Are you doing prints at this point or are you doing all original stuff? I'm only doing original things right now, mostly because I haven't found a cost effective place to make prints that are like totally on recycled paper and use like biodegradable ink and things like that. So for now, it's just original stuff until I can figure that out and probably make money to actually fund that (laughs) sure sure so um how much stuff are you producing then oh yeah um gosh that's a hard question it depends on my energy levels but what i've been trying to do is making like little collections of things that i will like release like once a month or a couple times a month so the past one that i released was at the beginning of this month i made like six of these bundles that are like um, one of them is a, like, amplifying bundle, and it includes a candle that I thrifted and painted with, uh, wax that was from used candles. And then it comes with, uh, one of the notepads that I make from recycled stuff, and a little crystal, because my mom owns a crystal shop, so. And then one of the other bundles that I made is a little pillow, like a dream pillow where you put your little wishes and things into a pocket on it. And I made that from all thrifted uh, fabric that I got. And then that one also comes with one of the candles and a crystal. So I try to make them kind of themed. Um, but at markets, I bring everything that I have. So oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> you got to bring it all. Awesome. That's really cool. I never thought about that. What? Just like, I don't know, turning all the crap that I have into something. Yeah, new hobby. There's a whole there's a whole bookcase of it you here. Should. There's a lot of stuff to play with. I mean, you just take yes. it all out and throw it on the table and decide what you're going to go with that mm-hmm. day. And then put it back away because if I came in here and that was all out, I would be freaked out. <laughs> he would be. I can't. I can't handle, like, destructive messes in places. That's why our house is so tidy. <laughs> like, it. I know that sometimes, like, I'm like, oh, the house is Just don't go into his office because it's a disaster. Shush. It looks fine. (laughs) That's different. It's organized chaos. Yep. 
She knows. She gets it. Yeah. She's I can't even dust in there. Well, oh my. I do need to, I do need to probably, uh. I mean, I vacuum it, but, oh, sorry, shit. I vacuum it, but I can't dust it. I, I do probably need to pare down the stuff in there, to be fair. Like, there's a lot of stuff in that office. Um, a lot of, like, little knickknacks and crap, and I don't need them all. It's not the knickknacks and crap, it's that you just stick them everywhere. <laughs> they all have homes. They all have homes. <laughs> you just don't, you just don't know that that's their home. Um, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, have you done any fairs or, or anything like that so far, or, um, I know that's a goal here for the next yeah, year. Yeah, I did, I did quite a few last year, but I haven't this year yet. Okay. So, my first one this year is next week. Oh, really? What, where's that at? Um, it's in Sandy. It's at the Mountain America Expo Center. Oh, okay. It's the Winterfest Healing Conference. So, it's very, like, metaphysical, witchy, healing everything i don't know nice yeah so for that one i'm bringing all of my more metaphysical leaning things so i make like tarot readings to go they're on recycled paper and in recycled paper envelopes tarot readings to go explain that to me because i want to know okay so it's a pre-written tarot reading it's like three cards i do a in-depth like meaning and of each you, card and you give them the cards as well as part of the thing i don't give them the cards okay. because i don't have the money for that okay yeah. <laughs> that's a bit too much well i didn't know like if you were like pulling from a tarot deck and then like putting the cards in the thing or... no julia does that though at the pleading altar so mm. if you're looking for that she has that but i just write it and then on the back side i'll do like ref- like journal prompts and reflections based on what like the card readings said so and then I'll also have like keywords that came up during the whole reading and I'll put that on the envelope. So that's all you see is just the keywords and then you can kind of flip through them and pick one that best represents what you're looking for. And then you get to take it home and get a little surprise reading. Have you ever thought about making your own tarot deck? I have. I don't know if I have the dedication. <laughs> it's a lot it's of a cards. Lot. It's a lot of stuff to do the, the amount of artwork required to really do that many cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good long-term goal, um, yeah. for sure, like, to to do some of that stuff long-term. Yeah, I think that could be really cool. I'm afraid that I would get, like, I don't know, jump into a completely different style halfway through. Like, it'll evolve too much, and then I'll be like, oh, God, the first one I made looks like shit now. I, no, I, I gotta like, redo I it. Like, yeah. like plan it as, like, an eclectic, like, an, like an intentionally eclectic. Like a journey uh, through style? Yeah. That could be cool. Like that could be like, you like could the e- purpose. Of you it. could even kind of plan. Like I don't know. Like whether you do it like the suits as like one part of like each suit is a different like part of your like journey or like you know because there's like three of everything or if it's like mm-hmm. you know you start at two and three and then four and like you're moving through the numbers that way. I don't know. That's like that is you know, a fantastic idea. That's what I we try really to do like that. on the show because then you can. Then you can change and evolve and you can take your time to do it and develop the way that you want. Yeah. Then it wouldn't have to be like a big thing looking back and like, oh, it's not perfect anymore. Yeah, like embrace the imperfection. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, I think people would get a kick out of that. We're, I, we're that would be the it. kind of tarot deck that I would like. I like it to, I like things to go, but not to match. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like all my chairs upstairs around my table. They're all like, oh, I just found this chair. It's a lone chair. It doesn't have any mates anymore. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Plus, I they were all that. cheap because they were all from the scratch and dent part of RC Willie. So. Oh, nice. Or like nice. Uh, or Ashley. Or, or yeah, whatever. just wherever because it was like the last one or it got taken away because like it had a, something wrong. Or it was like the showroom piece and so they sold all the chairs separately. 
Um, oh yeah. Or like they just had like a few different. So they it just had to be metal with like a fabric cushion, kind of brownish fabric cushion. That was the only, the only criteria. Yeah. yeah. I like that. So. So uh, so how do people find your stuff? I mean, obviously you're going to the the healing conference this yeah. next week. So but. the biggest place that I post is on Instagram at Craftless Waste. I also use TikTok sometimes, but mostly Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, Julia's not here, so I don't have to read a no birds. stupid bird thing. I don't know. They're not. It's Julia's thing. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't like yeah, that. I want to pick one. But I get to read it still. <laughs> what? Yes, you can I, still read it. I want you to pick them. This is, I've taken this piece over from Julia because I love these so much. Uh, okay, so this is our weekly affirmation. Once you start laughing, you start healing. That's pretty good. Yeah, you got to laugh about shit you can't control for sure. Uh, if you aren't ready to laugh at what's going on, then laugh at something else. The internet is filled with ridiculous shit. Hey, I talked about some of that ridiculous shit earlier. Laugh at that or call up your best friend who you trust to make fun of your problems in that loving, brutal way that they do. Just start laughing. You don't have anything to lose. It's a very good. There we go. Or if you're Bree, just say something to me and I'll say something really stupid back and or make some sort of like really off color sexual remark. <laughs> and she just starts laughing hysterically because she knows it's funny. That, that happens, a, that. Lot. That happens <laughs> a lot. That's the kind of relationship you have after 14 years. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, <laughs> it's close. If you've been together, so you said you were 14, you're 25, you're, it's 11. Was she, 16, she was 16, 16, he was 15. So it's been, we're going on the ninth year. Yeah. yeah. See, See, it's, yeah. Not, it's not too So you far. got married post seven year itch. That's we did. good. We yeah. did. Oh, now you might have a second one. So I'll let oh, you know. Geez. I'm about a year ahead of you. So yeah, I'll let you know. Me. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a message and let you know, like, <laughs> hey, that seven year itch thing's real. You got to fight through it. Um, okay. So. Thank you. I don't even remember what happened during our seventh year together. I don't either. We weren't married, so it doesn't count. Okay. That's what it's I understand. Real. I'll buy a Corvette this time, like in five <laughs> years or whatever. But you said you wanted an Audi something. I, I don't want a sports car. To be to be clear, it's a, that's just midlife crisis thing. I'll buy a Viper, a Dodge Viper. There you go. Uh, if you like what you heard, please um, share the episode. That's what helps us more than anything. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, Spotify, which I think is where most people start to listen to podcasts these days. I know that's my preferred platform for podcasts. Um, and uh, you can go out to our website, com, or catch us on all the social medias at TNU Podcast pretty much everywhere. Uh, also, feel free to join our Patreon. We'd love to have you. Um, we have uh, a great group of people in there already. It's patreon.com forward slash uh, TNUP, and that'll get you to our uh, our Patreon. And uh, just have a good week. Please, please, please reach out to your legislative representatives. Um, it's really important to pay attention to this stuff. Um, we'll yeah, probably don't let the shitty transgender and the DEI stuff pass through the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can always call the governor's office as well because that's the other stopping point. And he's point. more reasonable somehow. So that's the, that's the other stopping point that you call the governor's office and tell him, you know, encourage him not to sign the bill. Um, but, uh, stay You can always vote it back in. So it's start with your senators because it's all through the house now. S- stay apprised of what's going on. Um, that's the most important thing. And if, and if a bill catches your eye, feel free to call and let your representatives know. 
you know, how that bill impacts you or what your thoughts on it are, what your concerns are. Um, or, you know, if you love it and you think they should, you know, vote for it, you got to share that stuff with them as well. So, or if you want Chris to talk about it, you can message us. Yeah. You or can you can and... join the Patreon and put it in the Discord. Yeah. And I will be happy to talk about and it. And I'm sorry, I didn't mention anything in the Discord today. I got really busy at work and I even forgot to take lunch. So sorry to our Patreon members. So have a good week. I'm getting both.